What's going on, everybody? This is Brian Ward of the Dad Up Podcast, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I am super excited about the guest that I have on today. But before we get to that, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad App, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm super excited for my guest that I have on. This is a little bit of a twist to my normal interviews. Typically, I'm interviewing these high entrepreneurs, uh, celebrities, pro athletes, things like that. But this guy is um, tops them all. And the reason I say that is because he's my dad. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to not only for you as my viewers, listeners, to kind of hear a little bit of a backstory of our relationship as father and son, but kind of to hear his take on parenthood and, and what he's learned through the experience of being a, being a dad. So I am really honored, uh, as reluctant as he was at first, uh, I convinced him and uh, he's excited to be here. So my dad, Ken Ward, is on Dad Up. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah, excited. I'll give you guys a little bit of a story. When I texted him and said, hey, I'm having this idea, he's, uh, would you be interested? He said, um, man, you're really lowering your standards, aren't you? <laughs> so no, it's not about that. It's about the conversation that he and I are going to have. And, you know, this might get raw, it might get emotional. Um, we'll have some, some, some happy moments that we're going to be sharing, because I have a few in mind that really bring me back to my relationship with him. Uh, and there may be some tough conversations that we're going to have that kind of share our raw emotions of not only our relationship, but, you know, being a dad for him uh, and the things that he's gone through. But, you know, he's, he's, he was raising a family of, you know, my sister and I, so he had two kids. Um, he and my mom are still together to this day. God bless. They're still together this day after how many years, dad? 49, 49 years they've been together and they're still together and happily together. So um, it's really, it's really, really remarkable to see. And it's a huge inspiration to not only me, but my, also my sister. Um, but I'm really excited because he's, you know, he had a kind of a rough upbringing and he went through a lot as a kid, as a young man. And I'm, um, Really excited for you guys to hear his perspective on the things and, and things that he went through as a child, uh, as a young man, and where it led him today. He's an engineer at a hospital. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing fine financially, uh, but it took a lot to get there, and there was a lot of bumps in the road. And so uh, thank you, Dad, for being on the show. It really means a lot to me, and I'll tell you why, because it allows us a chance to really get to connect a little bit further uh, I'm in Southern California. He's in Central California. So we don't get a whole lot of opportunity. It's been a few years since we've actually seen each other face to face. And Thank you, COVID. as tough as that is, uh, you know, he has a busy life. I have a busy life with, a, with my own kids. And so it's been really challenging. And, and to that note, Andrea and I have actually been talking about uh, getting an opportunity to get up there one of these days very soon uh, because I want to make that happen. But the other reason that I wanted to do this episode um, not just a, just aside from the actual bonding, but the other reason I wanted to do this episode is because I want to have this in history. This episode will be published and it will be there forever. 
So it'll be a chance for us to kind of go back and reflect. It'll be a chance for us to have uh, my kids go back and listen to it when they're older or my grandkids who would be his great grandkids to go back and listen to their, what they refer to as Papa um, sharing his stories as a dad and, and the things that he's gone through. So it really means a lot to me, dad. It really does that you've taken the time to do this. I really am appreciative of you um, for doing this. So for um, people that want to hear a little bit more about you, um, kind of your backstory, how you grew up, uh, the kind of lifestyle you had growing up, and then obviously you transition into being a young, a young dad, 20 years old when he had me. Um, so a young dad. Mom had you, I didn't. <laughs> 20, 20 years old uh, when he and, he and my mom had, had me, and it's, uh, it's been kind of a challenge for them as young parents. Um, so I'm really excited to hear about all of this, and I'm excited for you listeners to hear this. So, Dad, a little bit of a backstory about you, how you grew up, and where you are today. All right. Thanks for having me, Brian. Um, single mom, four kids, trudging through. You know, it was uh, discipline was there, but it was sparse. Encouragement was there, but it was sparse. Um, obviously, my mom didn't have the time or energy or money to uh, do what you've done and what I tried to do with our kids. Um, it, it, was, it was tough. It, it, I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was hard. But I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think it made me stronger. I think it made me more appreciative. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's basically it. And then I met your mom and we've gone downhill since. Not really, not downhill, but it, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know what you um, mean. Yeah, like you said, uh, we got married at 19, had you. And um, you were a joy. You were just a joy. Unfortunately, at the time, I was working graves. And then I'd get off graves and go work a day shift. And then I'd come home at 4 o'clock, try to get some sleep, some eats, and go back to work at 11. So for years, that's what I did and just to make ends meet. And mom was working a full-time job. Um, it was difficult. It wasn't bad. It was not bad. But it was difficult. Um, but we we made it through. I think I think we made it through okay. You actually turned out perfect, you know. No, I mean that. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's about it. That's about uh, it. Yeah. Now I know that um, you know you have uh, well um, two of two of. My dad's siblings have since passed uh, an older one and a younger one, um, but he's got, still got one older brother that's still around. And I know for, you know, I talked to a lot of parents on my show and I know that single parents trying to raise, especially four kids, um, three boys for that matter, uh, three boys and a daughter uh, on her own is tough. I do want to ask though, because I know that you didn't have the um, best relationship with your dad. And I hope you don't mind me kind of diving into that a little bit, because I can remember as a kid um, meeting him. Um, oh, you do? I do. Oh, I remember, wow. I remember uh, he was living in an apartment and I, I, re I don't know why I remember this, but I remember going 
to see him uh, with you. Uh, and it was very brief, but uh, as young as I was, it's crazy the impact of the things that we go through in our lives and how we still remember certain things that took place. Right. And for me, I was a really, I don't remember my age, but I was a really young boy. And I remember going and seeing him and I didn't, because I didn't know him because of your relationship with him. Um, and he just wasn't, he, he, he had an alcohol problem um, and he really struggled and the relationship that he had with his kids, meaning you in particular, just wasn't that great. So the relationship that I in turn had with him was essentially nil. Right. Uh, and I remember going and seeing him and I thought, I, re I remember thinking that this was just an old man that we were just going to visit. I didn't see it as that's my grandfather. Right. Um, and so I want to touch on that because as a child, one of the things that I promote on my show is about us as dads really stepping into that role of building the bonds and relationships with our kids so that they don't have that disconnection that you had. Right. And for you being a young man, being raised by your mom, um, how tough was that for you? Because that's your dad. It was, I was in, uh, he, he and mom split up when I was seven, maybe eight. No, maybe Jimmy was, I don't know, seven, eight, I don't know, something like that. And um, I was in Little League and uh, I was actually pretty good. I'm, I'm going to brag. I was actually pretty good. I was the pitcher of the Tigers and uh, it used to really. It's okay, Dad. Sorry. No, it's okay. Used to really bug me that other dads are in the stands and he wasn't. Mm -hmm. Man, I never talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that bugged me. But then uh, I saw how he treated my mom and my brother. And I washed my hands. Hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. You know, that was worse than him not being at the games. Hmm. So when they, when they divorced, it was, it was done. It was over. And that was, that was a, uh, that was a relationship that uh, you had no interest in. After that, pursuing. no, no. Yeah. Because you had that much resentment build up. And, and it's crazy that as, as much as, you know, Little League is, is uh, you know, it's just an extracurricular activity that our kids get involved in. But uh, And I talk about this all the time on my show. And as a matter of fact, one of the guys I was interviewing yesterday, I was telling him, I'm like, look, if kids are playing in these sports to have fun, but they're when they're playing in these games, they don't care about all the fans that are in the stands watching them play. They care about who's there watching them play and meeting their families. It doesn't necessarily have to be mom and dad, but just having family there to watch them play. That's who's important to them. And the fact that I have to be honest, dad, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that 
happen to you. Um, and I know for me growing up, uh, and I've mentioned this on my show, but for me growing up playing in sports that I played in, I played in little league, I played in soccer. Um, and I can remember very few times that you and mom were able to come to my games. And I say that not as a fault to you, but to say that my parents were trying so hard. I mean, you heard it. He was working two jobs. My parents were trying so hard to make sure that we had clothes on our back and food on the table and a roof over our head that they couldn't always be at the things that we were participating in. True. And even though that was going on at the moment, I didn't understand it then as a kid. I didn't understand that because I was riding to practices and games with other friends' parents because my parents had to work. And I think that's why I actually think is as, as, as frustrating as the wrong word, as hard as that was for me as a kid, I think that was a lesson to change the family direction for me. Right. And knowing that I was not going to allow that to happen to my boys. Right. Because I know that impact and just seeing the emotion on your face uh, that still impacts you today, even though your dad is long and gone. Uh, he's been, he, he's been gone, passed away now for many, many years and it still impacts you. It's a deep wound inside of you. Uh, and, and it's why I coach today. My boys are out of high school and I still coach high school basketball because I want to be that impact for those boys that don't have those fans in the stands. Um, because it's, it's, it, will help strengthen them. It will help build that, that, um, I guess that, that bond or, or that maturity in them. It know? makes them better people. Right. It just makes right. them better people. Right. And how did that, you know, experience, I want to touch back on it and, and I want to go back to it because I think it's important to understand that even though that impacted you as a, not seeing your dad there watching you play in these games. And I have to tell you guys, I've heard the stories of him as a little league player. And he was one of the top pitchers in little league. Like people were crazy about going and watching him pitch because he was one of the best pitchers out there. Um, so I have heard those stories, but how much of an impact was it on your mom? to know that even though they were separated to know that, you know, he's not there watching his boy play. Yeah. I don't know because he was so mean and a drunk all the time. I don't think she thought about that. You know, he was out of the picture. So she was free of that abuse and, and anger that he had and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it impacted her. I don't think I don't think she thought about it much. She was at the games about as often as I was at yours because she was working. Right. And uh, she was a nurse and uh, she was working a lot. She used to take me and Uncle Jimmy to work with her at the old French hospital. And they had sections that were closed down. I mean, Jimmy could ride our skateboards through hallways because she had nobody to watch us. You know, Judy and Ronnie were off doing their thing, and um, which was, those were good times. Uh, those were good times. And aside from dad not being at games, I, it, I hate to say it, but I don't care. I don't care. Right. I don't care. 
you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only time he got excited was when uh, was when we'd end up at uh, Mr. Z's bar and I'd be playing pool, beating everybody in pool. And he'd be sitting there drunk. That's my boy. That's my boy. Kick your ass. He's my French. And uh, yeah, that was that was about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, now I know that, uh, you know, he passed away from, from essentially alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I know that because of the relationship, uh, he's still your dad. And I'm, I'm sure you probably had a moment in you when he passed that, you know, he's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, but it probably didn't impact you much. Right. I mean, um, no, no. Uh, and but I, I, let me let me back up. It wasn't all bad, right? I can't, I can't say it was all bad. Before they before they split up, um, he would. I mean, Christmas time was huge in our house. He would set up a huge ping pong table with trains and smoky chimneys. I mean, there were there were some good times. Every year, me and your uncle Jimmy got a brand new bicycle because he, he was a car salesman. He was really good at his job until. Until it came to, come on, let's go down and have a drink, talk about this car. And that's what got him into drinking socially to sell cars. But then it just became a disease that we all know. Mm. And uh, so it wasn't all bad. I mean, I do have some good memories. But um, I think I almost want to say the bad ones outweigh the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry that, that, you know, a lot of those things I, I, you know, here I am almost 50 years old and I, I didn't know some of those things. And I, and wait, I think, what? It, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You can't uh, be 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have to say though, that, you know, I think I didn't know those things because I didn't know him. Right. And I didn't know that relationship. Uh, I knew, I knew it wasn't good. I knew that he had a drinking problem. I knew he had an alcoholic problem where he was really, it, it, it ended up ultimately taking his life. But, um, you know, I, so I think it was, I could tell it was probably a sore subject and that's probably why I've never brought it up okay. but to, to hear some of those things. I will say this, um, grandma, uh, your mom was phenomenal uh, because I do remember my relationship with her. And I do remember a good times being at her house. Um, I mean, we lived with them. we lived with her for a while. So I do remember that woman as being the, essentially the rock for the family. Exactly. Uh, and it was a pretty big impact when she passed. Uh, it had a pretty big impact on all of us um, because she was like our, our rock for the family. Um, so I, let's, let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. We got that part of it out of the way. And I, I, I wanted to touch on it because I think it's important. Um, but here you are 20 years old, having your first son, marrying my, my mom, uh, marrying your, your, your bride, marrying your wife, um, as 20 year old, you have, you don't have a clue. The only clue that you have is I tell dads this, Really, we have no experience as parents other than the relationships that we had with our own parents and the people around us that are parents. That's really our guidance. Um, 
how scary was it for you? It was, it was, yeah, it was very scary because I had no peers that had kids. I had no friends that were young and married and had children, you know? So yeah, it was a frightening time, but it was also exciting as heck. Just You got this little dude I got to take care of. I hate this show. <laughs> no, it was scary, but it was also exciting. But uh, looking back, yeah, I wish I had to spend more time with you and Shelly. But, uh, you know, should have gone to school, all that stuff, you know, but at the time you just couldn't. All I thought about, all we thought about was, like you said, putting food on the table, clothes on the back, toys for Christmas, roof over right. your head, heat, you know, right. it's all we thought about. Right. And uh, yeah, it was tough, but it was also, it was also quite fun. Quite fun. Yeah. I, I know it was tough for you guys because even as a young boy, I remember, you know, you're working, um, mom was in school and I remember being raised for the first couple of years of my life, essentially really being raised by my grandparents, meaning, you know, mom's, uh, mom and dad. And, uh, that's tough for a young couple, uh, to have to go through because that's really an, a crucial time. You know, the first five, six, seven years are the crucial, uh, I mean, uh, from time of birth to five, six, seven years, it's really the crucial time of when you're really building the connection between the parent and the baby. And um, there was, there was some gaps in there because of, like you said, you guys had to work. You had to find a way to take care of a, a new infant. The and, and it's important. Um, now we're getting into a point where here we are almost five years later and you got another one on the way. And I know that there's still those struggles of making ends meet. Mm -hmm. um, how was your guys's relationship as a married couple, young married couple with now two kids? It got, did, it got easier. It got easier. Got easier. Yeah. It got easier because I, uh, I think we learned from our mistakes with you. You know, I focused more and I feel bad for this, but I focused more on on the kids rather than work, realizing, mm -hmm. you know what? I don't need all that money. I don't need those extra shifts. We can do this and still, you know, survive. And it got a little easier. It didn't get easier because she was a girl because they're a pain in the rear. But um, it got a little easier. And I think. Um, after she was born, I think your and my relationship improved somewhat because I just took a step back and went, hold the phone. What's the most important thing here? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know. And, you know, even though you're still trying to make a living and work and, and, and provide for the family, um, I can remember... Um, a lot of good times as a child, uh, even raising Shelly, because here I am, you know, five, six, seven years old. And with this new baby sister, uh, Shelly and I really connected 
with our, you know, brother sister relationship, we really connected. We had our moments obviously, but we really connected. Um, were there, what challenges did you guys face you and mom both? What challenges did you guys face kind of raising us other than trying to make sure you still had that roof over the head and the food on the table? What challenges did you guys go through with us? Time. Time. Doesn't seem to be, didn't seem to be enough time to do, to do things with you guys, you know? Um, I keep, I keep going back to it and I'm sorry, but I keep going back to, you know, I was working for, eight years, I did the whole graveyard day shift thing, you know? So that left me, what, six hours to spend with you guys, eat, get some sleep, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, time, I've heard it before on your, on your show, time is more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's time. It's, um, being aware of the time. It's, right. it's not so much, uh, you know, I'll just use an example, sitting and watching TV, uh, and hanging out with your son or daughter, it, that's a distraction. So it's like intent time. Um, and I talk about it now, as far as, you know, technology, as a matter of fact, I was having a conversation, uh, with somebody just this morning about, the impact that technology has had on us as parents and how we have to be aware of it because I can be checking my email and somebody, my son come up and ask me a question and I can answer it while I'm looking at my phone, but that's not, that's not real connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the, it's not the amount of time you have. It's what you do with that time you have. It's the quality, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you got an hour off, you got an hour to spend with your kid. Don't sit and watch SpongeBob. Right. You know, and I can remember this as a, as a young man, uh, cause I played little league. Um, and my dad didn't always get an opportunity to come to my games, uh, because he was working. But I do remember that one of the things that we did quite regularly, uh, when I was home in the evening, and he would, he would have an hour or so at home, uh, getting home before it's you know time to have dinner and all that. We would play catch together. Mm-hmm. I do remember those times. We would play catch because my dad was, was this unbelievable pitcher in Little League. He knew how to teach the mechanics of pitching. And so he used to work with me on those. I had a net that was actually set up in the backyard that he was showing me how to, how to do the mechanics of pitching. Um, I remember those times and it's interesting. Um, I had a question, a parent, a a parent asked me a question and said, what is one memory that you had growing up that still impacts you today? Meaning a memory that you had with your parents that still kind of impacts you today. And one of the things that I will never, ever forget is buying my first car. It was a huge uh, chapter in my life. Um, My dad's a huge car buff, as you can see by the cars in the background there. My dad's a huge car buff. And uh, he was teaching me all about cars from when I was a little kid, all the way up through high school. 
Um, and one of the best memories I have, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, dad, but one of the best memories I have of our relationship is my car. Buying that car at 50 for $50 when I was 12 years old with my paper out money, because my dad being a responsible parent said, I'm not buying your car, you're buying it. And I saved my money, bought my car for 50 bucks and we towed it home. It was completely gutted, towed it home and we worked on it together. And that was uh, just an unbelievable, I can't explain the memories that we developed from that. We had good times and we had bad times in, in, in building that car. There were times when I wanted to go hang out with my friends and do this, that, and the other thing, but we had a list of stuff we had to get done in that car. And my dad would be like, you can go do that, but your car is going to sit. You got to do this, this, and this on your car. We got to get this, this, and this done. If you want to have this car, when you just start driving. And so there were certain sacrifices I had to make as a kid but it was sacrifices that I made so I could hang out with him. It wasn't so much about the car. It was about learning from his expertise on how to build cars. And I'm appreciative of that, dad. I'm appreciative of the time that you took with me for many years from 12 years old to when I started driving that car at 16, those years that we had together, um, still sit with me today. And uh, I wish I could have given that kind of um, expertise to my kids. I just didn't have, we don't have the room or the space like you had at your house, but those were fun times. Those were fun times. They were. Um, were. I still see that car every once in a while. I know. And I told the guy that I was talking to yesterday, all right, the, the, um, the, I, what I did is I did a podcast interview, a podcast episode just yesterday where I was answering questions from people that had sent me questions about parenting. And that was one of the questions. And I had talked about that, that that car is still driving around in your town. The guy that bought it uh, kind of made some changes to it and is still driving around in the town. And, and I'll have to post it on my social media, the, the car, but uh, uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, is that something that uh, you hope how do I say this? You have plenty of grandkids now. Mm-hmm. Is there any, is there any, uh, has there been any spark in any of the grandkids to, to work on a car together? Yeah, there has. The problem with it is um, they all want these new cars. <laughs> they all want, they all want, you know, right. You know, little foreign things that I know nothing about. I know nothing about. But there's been a little bit of, of interest, but uh, they get bored. Kids now, they get bored. They want to go on their phones. They want to go play video games. I mean, I could not imagine raising a kid now. I couldn't right. imagine it. Right. Even, even being, you know, even being 30 and having a kid now, holy moly. Yeah. With all the, with all the electronic influences that they have. you didn't have those i mean you know you played baseball or you know work on the car you didn't have a we had what three channels i mean come on yeah it was it was working on the car playing playing uh little league baseball or soccer and going or 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 writing studying or studying studying, always studying 
or, or riding my bike uh, with my friends and having to be home. And I'm sure my listeners can, can, can respect this or, or can appreciate this having to be home when the streetlights came on. Correct. Uh, that was the rule. So my parents let me run the town with my buddies, but I had to be home when the streetlights came on and I couldn't leave the house until my homework was done. Correct. That, that was a rule. That was a rule. Uh, and we had to abide by it. So um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a good, um, I'm going to ask you a difficult question. Okay. Uh, and it might be easy, might be easy. Uh, but what similarities or differences, or maybe both, do you see in me as a dad to you? None. No. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously, and I've told you this, I'm very proud of you. We both are. Um, you are, Kate, you're doing everything that I didn't do you're able to do everything I couldn't do and you're doing it right. I mean, look at your boys. Dang you, Brian. <laughs> it's all right, dad. That's what this is all about. This is about, this is what I wanted this, this episode to be about is really getting a conversation between the two of us for us to just kind of let other listeners know about our lives together. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're doing, you're doing everything that I wished I could have done. Hindsight should have done. Would do over differently if I had the chance, but uh, that's it. That's, that's it. You're just, you're just, you're just all around better dad than I was. And that's not because you didn't want to be. No. Because I, you know, I'll say this, you know, as a, as a, as a young man uh, growing up, you know, I see it now in some of the, the young men that I'm around and kind of mentoring myself. Um, I just had, I just had coffee with a young man this morning. Um, he's getting married and he was a young man that I had coached for many, 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 many years and watched him all the way up through high school. Oh, and cool. he, he and I have, you know, remained in contact. I used to, I used, I mean, shoot, I went and helped him look for his first car and I did all those things with him. Um, it's the reason I do that is because I want these young men to grow up to be really productive members of society and good family men. And as much as you say, there's no similarities in how, how I am as a dad. Um, the fact is that you didn't want to, you didn't not necessarily want to be um, a void in my life. You wanted to be in my life as much as possible. And I will say this, the other thing that I know uh, that I respect about you as a father, um, you always, whether it was daily or twice a day or more, you always told me you loved me. You always told me you loved me. 
Um, and that's important for a child to hear. Love is huge between a parent and a child. And the, and the fact that you couldn't be there all the time, but still told me those things meant a lot. And so I think I have that similarity that you taught me is that I've always told my boys, I love them. And you always told me, dad, you always told me not to ever be afraid to come talk to you. I was never worried to come talk to you, whether it was good or bad. I was never worried about that. I knew I could talk to you. And that's something that I carried with my own boys. That's something that I've told Blake and Brett as they were growing up. I don't care what you do, good or bad. I'm in your corner. You can come talk to me and we'll work through it together. Um, so there are similarities. And um, as much as you couldn't be there, as much as you would have liked with the activities that I was doing, I think that was a lesson that, that helped me be better. Right, right. And it may not have been the best way to do it, but it was out of your control. But the fact that was it. it went that way and it helped me to be a better. So even though I'm changing the family trajectory of our family history by the things that I've done, it really started with you. And it actually started with your dad. That has kind of molded and continued to snowball in a good direction. Right. right. And I know that for my boys, um, they'll be an even better dad than I was. Because there's a lot of mistakes that I made as a dad uh, as they were growing up. A ton of mistakes. I still make mistakes today. But there's a ton of mistakes that I made that they've learned from and will carry over when they're older. So um, give yourself more credit. Yeah. I, I think, um, every, every father, every parent wants their kid be a better father or parent mm -hmm. every, every single one of them. And mm -hmm. you have your, I'm better than my dad. You're better than me. And that's, that's the circle of life right there. And as long as your kids carried on, my kids carried on, it's good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm glad we did this, Dad. Me too. I really am. Uh, this was a, a conversation that I wanted to have for um, my viewers, my listeners. Um, this was a conversation I wanted them to hear, you know, kind of your backstory and our relationship together growing up. Um, but this is really been a learning experience for me. Um, it's really helped me to understand uh, the things that you went through as a young man and the struggles that you went through as a young man. Um, and I think that I have to be honest in the half an hour, 45 minutes now we've been talking, I think this has helped um, our bond as father and son. I mean that. I agree. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let you get on with your day because we take, I've taken a lot of your time already. Um, but I hope that we can have more conversations like this, um, you know, offline, obviously. Um, cause I do think as a father and son, there's always going to be things you have to work out together. There's always going to be things that, that you don't always necessarily agree on that you've got to talk about. And I think it's important for us to talk about them. I think it's important for you and I 
um, to talk about stuff. And we need to talk more often because we're so far away from each other. I say so far, we're only four hours, but we're so far yeah, away from each other. It's, it's a lifetime away because we're so dang busy. Right. You know, um, but I um, appreciate you for the things that you did for us, meaning me and my sister, for us and mom, for that matter. Um, I appreciate you and the things that you, you did for us um, as a man. Uh, and Thank the you. fact that you, that a lot of, not a, not a lot of men would, will stick around in situations like that, especially a younger man having two kids, that it's difficult for them to stick around in situations like that. And you did. And the fact that you and mom have been together now for almost 50 years is commendable. Um, and there's a lot to be proud of there. And you should give yourself that credit. Um, you and mom have done a, a, done a great job. And so I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and talk with and, and allow my listeners to kind of hear your side of things as far as being a dad. Um, I think this is really cool. I appreciate it, son. I really do. Um, so I'm, I, glad, I'm glad that you took everything you learned from me and did just the opposite. Well, it wasn't so much about just the opposite, dad. Yeah. It was about, it was about learning things. Listen, we learning, we go, learning what not to do. That's learn, what learning, learning what I don't want to say not what not to do. I want to say learning what didn't necessarily work. Okay. Right. Okay. So I take those as, again, those are not, those are not bad things that you guys couldn't always be there for the stuff that I did because you guys were working. You guys were full-time par um, parents, but you were full-time working and sometimes multiple jobs. Mom was working during the day and had a cleaning business at night. There was a lot of things that you did to try to provide for the family. So I don't want to take it as a, a, a negative, um, but I learned from those experiences to know that, hey, I need to find a way to where that's not so much of an impact on my family, but yet I could still provide for my family the way that I needed to. Trust right. me, dad, if I was in a situation where I had to work two or three jobs to make ends meet and to put food on the table, I would have done it. I would have made that sacrifice and would have been a little bit less involved with my boys. It right. just so happens that I lucked out with the company that I work for that I've been able to be as involved as I am. And the same thing with Andrea, being a teacher at their school, just by God's grace, worked out to where we were able to do that and be as involved as we are. So I don't see what the things you did as a negative and that I'm fixing that. That's not the case. I, I take those as learning lessons okay. and find a way to find a solution to those learning lessons. And okay. um, so uh, again, I, th I think this has been a wonderful conversation. I I'm really excited that we got a chance to do this. Me too. And it, it really kind of opens my eyes to not only the things that you went through, but as us as father and son. So I want you to know that I love you. I um, love you too. And I'll look forward to uh, continuing, um, you know, obviously staying in touch with you. But uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, um, thank you guys very much for joining me and my father on this episode of dad up. Please make sure you guys are subscribing to my YouTube channel, subscribing to, uh, my, uh, all my platforms where you can find my, uh, my podcast, make sure you guys are reaching out to me on social media. I'd love to know your feedback of this episode. I'd love to know what you guys have thought. And if there's anything that we could have touched on that you would have loved to hear more about, 
make sure you let me know that too. But if at the very least, make sure you guys are subscribing and sharing the episode because we need more conversations like this with dads, with moms to really change the direction of our kids' lives and help them to be better and help the bond between son or daughter uh, to be better. So thank you guys very much for joining. Dad, thank you very much for joining me. And I will see you guys all on the next episode of Dad Up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dad Up. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube channel. And do me a favor, leave me a rating and a review. would love to hear from you to see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes coming up each and every week. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.